0: Praise the Lord. It is so good to be with you on this Sunday. I want to say thank you to Pastors Mel and Lisa Reddy for inviting me to minister to you at your church today. The topic that I want to talk about is something that has been on my heart this, maybe this whole summer, maybe the entire pandemic, uh, but more recently than any other time. As we look around and, and we see uh, the end approaching, uh, when we hear the reports in the news that uh, seemingly confirm those prophetic utterances of long ago that we find in the Bible, and we know that the coming of the Lord, the return of Jesus Christ, is sooner than we could even imagine. Well, then I begin to ask myself, not only the question of, am I ready, which is an important question to ask yourself, but I ask myself, who am I going to take to heaven with me? Well, certainly I want my my precious husband to go to heaven with me. I want my parents to, I want to meet them in heaven. I want my children and my grandchildren to all go to heaven. But that's that's not enough. There's precious people all around me, and I want them to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Because in all the years of living for the Lord, there is no life like the peace and joy and contentment and meaning and purpose and quality of life that we have in serving the Lord. And so I want to bring to you a question. How bright is your light? before uh these last few months when everything has been shut down i traveled quite a bit and i had the experience of finding myself on a regular basis in hotel rooms that were unfamiliar or one right after another and they're a little bit different just enough different that i'd get up in the night and walk into a wall or stumble into a door um and I'm sure we all have trauma stories about the stubbed toe in the middle of the night or uh, falling down the stairs if you're really not careful, but that's a topic for another day that uh, I won't get into. I'll just say thank the Lord for flashlights and nightlights and candlelight and whatever kind of light we can find when it's completely dark. In Matthew 5, 14 through 16, we read, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Light of the world, living out the good news and hope of Jesus Christ in a very dark world, increasingly dark world. How bright is your light in this very dark, dark world that we're currently finding ourselves in? There's a, a story that I really like, and I want to share it with you. And it goes this way. One night, a motorist was run down by a train at a grade crossing. The old signal man in charge of the crossing had to appear in court. After a severe cross-examination, he was still unshaken in his story. He emphatically stuck by the facts that he had waved his lantern frantically, but to no avail. The following day, the superintendent of the train line called him into his office. Tom, you did really well. I was afraid that you might waver under such a severe cross-examination. No, sir, replied Tom. But I was afraid that that old lawyer was going to ask me whether or not my lantern was lit. How bright is your light? Being an uninvolved Christian is the equivalent of frantically waving an unlit lantern. And you and I may be distraught about the condition of the world and and we may be distressed at how people are reacting or responding and and they don't know the Lord. But unless we are bringing light and offering hope, we are just waving a lantern that remains unlit. Or as the Bible says, who would light a lamp and then put it under a basket? That's not... It's not why he saved us. That's not why we're filled with his spirit. He's the light of the world. And we're we're filled up with who he is. We should be light as well. You know, we've lived in our home that we are in Jersey for a good 30 years now. And we have weathered some storms. We have weathered blizzards and ice storms that brought power lines down. And we were without electricity, without power. But, you know, it was really never a problem for us because we had a fireplace. We had plenty of wood. And knowing these storms were coming, I would always cook ahead and prepare and go to the grocery and get all our favorite snacks in. And and my children, the ones that were married, would come home because there's no place like home for a blizzard. And we would play games, play board games, eat, snack, nap play, nap, eat, 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 you know, kind of like what we do in the pandemic when we're quarantined, all that, you know, and it was, it wasn't a problem. But in 2012, when I was in Texas, I was at Methodist Hospital with my niece, Diana, and she was in very bad condition. And we had gathered and I had taken my daughter, April, with me. And while we were there, we were hearing news reports from home that a hurricane was coming. And that storm became known as Superstorm Sandy. Well, as we were beginning to understand uh, how serious this was, we made the decision that we needed to get home before this storm came. We raced to the airport and literally, as we're walking in, checked in already, uh, going to the gate, you see canceled, 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 canceled. Something you do not want to see when you're trying to catch a flight out. And so I called my brother-in-law and he wasn't very far and I said, come get us. We're gonna wait the storm out at the ICU at the Methodist Hospital. And that's what we did and as soon as we could get home we we got back to jersey and we still none of us had any power no electricity it was days it was like 10 10 days two weeks we had a flooded basement uh damage all around it was truly a superstorm and we had a little generator and that generator could only run a few hours at a time and we needed that generator to pump the water out of the basement so We didn't really use it for anything. We would charge our phones. We would pump the water, trying to get all that water out of the basement and and cool off the refrigerator just for a little while again. So for all those days, it was muggy and hot and miserable, miserable conditions. We were not having fun. This was not the blizzard. This was, this was summer. This was a hot, muggy Awful time in New Jersey, and so you can give us a blizzard and ice, we'll do fine. We'll even maintain a great attitude, but do not give us a hurricane and and muggy summer. And so, finally, the lights came back on. We got power restored. Oh, it was wonderful! Every time I flipped a light switch on, I thought we should have a party and celebrate. Yeah, that's what we're all wanting to do. So, what happened? After that, uh, a few years ago, a few years went by, and our neighbor decided he was going to install a gas generator, a gas-powered generator. And we were impressed, but it was very expensive. And we thought, "Ah, you know what, we do so great in the winters, and we've really only had that one bad storm, and we could save our money. This, This won't be a big deal. And so... He got the generator, we didn't. And whenever we would lose power, whether it's for a day or a couple of days, his generator would kick on. He was doing great. We were jealous. And so after a while, my husband decided, expense or no expense, we were going to have a generator installed. No power, no problem for us. Why? Because we were no longer dependent on an external source for power. We now have an internal source that generates all the power we need. Well, I think you can see the spiritual application and where we're going. Uh, as long as you're relying on what the world can provide, my friend, it's going to be very difficult to keep shining so brightly. We're dependent not on ourselves, not on how good we are, not on how willing we are, but on the power of the Holy Ghost to be the light in the darkness that we need to be going back to the scripture, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. How bright is your light? I want to just kind of break that verse down and look at it a a little more in detail. Let your light so shine. What does that mean? Well, it's not complicated. To let my light shine means that I'm going to live a holy life. It means that I'm going to have a pure conversation. It means that I'm going to be faithful to God in everything that I do, every attitude, everything I say, in my business dealings, in the workplace, at home, in good times and bad times. I'm going to be a real Christian, whether anybody knows about it or not. If anybody can applaud me or celebrate how I've overcome difficult situations, it doesn't matter. I answer to God and I am going to live according to the word of God. I'm going to be a real Christian. And that, my friend, is when your light and my light shines the brightest. It's how I live my life. What God has given to me, I freely give to others that they may see your good works. So it does become evident how we live our life. People see it. And we know that we're saved by grace, not by any works, because there's not one thing that you or I could do to earn heaven. We do not do for others so that we'll be acknowledged or applauded. Uh, we're not Pharisees that need to be seen of people Uh, That's not why we desire to do what we do, but as a true Christian, because we have the love of God dwelling in us, that should be the motivation that we need to say, you know what? I see others have a need. I see others uh, don't know the Lord. I see others don't have peace of God. I want to make a difference in my world. And acts of compassion, concern, loving others, living out the word of God brings glory to God. That is how he's glorified. People notice and and it may cause them to say there's something different about that person. And that must be the Jesus in them. I want to know this Jesus. How I live my life should be an invitation to everyone around me to know Jesus. That Our Father in heaven is glorified. What does that even mean? How I live my life brings honor and glory to him? Absolutely. How you live your life makes a difference. The end result of every day is that the light of God shining through me, reflected through me, has gone with me into dark places and it has eliminated the darkness because he is light and where he is, there cannot be any darkness. And because of who he is in me reflected flowing through me out to others at that time, they have then an opportunity to know God in a way they never would have before. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, Lord Jesus, as we have been instructed to pray in Matthew 6. And as we live that out, then our Father in heaven is glorified. How bright is your light in this very dark world? This 2020 pandemic and, and race uh, riots and protests and economic failure and life stresses and increased violence and domestic abuse and struggles and everything seems so hard. And, and not even being able to go to church the way we're used to going to church and, and going in and maybe having that overflow just wash over us and strengthen us because someone else has applied themselves to the spiritual disciplines and, and we reap the benefits of other sacrifices in the presence of the Lord. How we do church, how we, how we are Christians in a dark world, everything that we've always depended on has changed significantly. I don't know what it's like in Texas where you are. In New Jersey, we were literally, it felt like locked in our homes for months, and we just got to phase two of the reopening process, and our governor shut that down, and and so everything is very complicated right now. It is not easy. The things that we took for granted, we don't have access to right now, and yet I know that there is no plan B for the church. We are still to be light in the darkness. We are still to be soul winners. We are still to bring honor and glory to God through how we live our lives. And what is that gonna mean when I can't even hardly be around people? Do we just shelter in place and thank God that we have peace in our home and and just so grateful that I can sleep at night? If there has ever been a time that the world needs Jesus, they need him now, and we are still to be bright light in great darkness. A young woman recently shared with me that she was so disheartened and distressed during uh, this quarantine time, this shelter at home time, stay safe time, the doors to the church close, no special event to uh, invite someone to bring them to church. And she kept thinking, what can I do? What can I do? I, I want people to know Jesus, but here I am basically locked in my house. Now the drive through at her local coffee shop had opened, though the inside was not open. And so she drove through and and she got a gift card for $200 and arranged with uh, the barista that for $200 worth of orders, she would pay for it with this gift card. And all they had to do when they gave the order to the person, let them know, here's the card. This is the person that bought your coffee, bought your order for you. And she had these cards printed up and and she just simply said on the card, you would love my church. Visit us online at, enjoy your coffee, have a great day. And her name, that's all she did. That's all she felt like she could do. But you know what? This is the heart of someone that could not just sit in her house thankful that she knew where to find Jesus, that she knew where to be refreshed in the spirit, that she had an online church to go to. And she thought doing something, however small, is better than not doing anything at all. And and here's the bottom line. She really believed, you know what? If just one person actually takes the card and goes online and listens to the sermons, they may find Jesus. And she began to pray that that would happen. How bright is your light? How is God using you to have an impact on others in a very difficult, dark time in our world? Unfortunately, some of us may have gotten it in our mind that unless we're out door knocking, handing out a track, putting out door hangers, singing in the park, uh, having a concert, handing water bottles out at a festival with our church name on it, that we think those are the only ways that we can make a difference. And I want to challenge your thinking. God can give you a way of shining brightly in dark places and dark times if you ask him for the how. How, Lord? In these difficult. I'm working from home. Uh, My kids aren't even going back to school. How am I gonna make contact He'll give you the how if you ask him for it. Uh, This isn't a pandemic-related story, but a few years ago, I did have a student who desperately wanted to make a difference in the lives of hurting people. She was shy. She felt like she didn't have enough real-life experience to speak to the issues she heard others talk about. She felt awkward trying to start conversations that would lead to, do you know Jesus? Or how can I help you know Jesus? But she began to pray about, Lord, how? She believed that Jesus Christ was the answer to every situation in life struggle, and she wanted others to know that too. And she got this idea. It was a great idea. And as a student, a graduate student, she didn't have a lot of money, but she began to use her limited resources to collect books on topics that could help others, whether it's loneliness or resilience or parenting struggles or marital issues things that she had no idea how to address herself. She went to professors and she got book recommendations and author recommendations, and she bought some books used, high quality, and others were donated by people who heard and professors were helping out as well. And so she collected this little stash of help books. And wherever she went, work or a coffee shop or talking to the server at a restaurant, If anything, even a slight anything around how was your day? How's life? She overheard anything that she had a book for. She would just simply say, you know, someone recommended this book to me and it. I think it would really help. I think you would enjoy it. Would you like me to drop it off to you? And you know what? Some people, Accepted some didn't, but for those that said, yes, I would love the book. She had a connection over a book and she'd follow up. You know, I'd love to pray with you about this or how can I help you? Or I, you know, do you want to talk? I'm a good listener. And you know what? She just stayed the course with them. She was bright light in the darkest hour of their life. And the Bible doesn't have a plan B for the church. He doesn't say, here's what you do and here's how you live when it's convenient. It is when it is most inconvenient. It is when it is trying times and dark hours and, and we're struggling ourselves to find our way and navigate. That is when we step out of our comfort zone and we acknowledge it is dark and it is difficult. But here we have the Lord and he will dispel the darkness. Follow me as I follow Christ. He's lighting up the path for us. Let's walk this way. Ministry should not stop because of a pandemic or a blizzard or an earthquake or a hurricane or because I'm going through a personal struggle in my life. That's that's not God's plan that we stop shining brightly. I know being in the ICU at Methodist Hospital in some of the darkest hours of my family's life, It gave us an opportunity to be light in darkness for others. Was it a hard time for us? Was it difficult? Were we, were we challenged as we reached for the Lord? Absolutely. But because we still had our eyes on the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ, when we were in that ICU waiting room, befriending others in similar circumstances and checking on each other when our family turned to God in prayer, it wasn't anything to be ashamed of because they were wanting to join in. And and it was also pray for my son, pray for my wife, remember us. It's amazing how in the worst of times, people are open to prayer. They're open to conversations about God. And it is in your difficult hour that you should and can shine brightly for the Lord. Because you know what? People see how we live. I don't know your circumstances. It may be simply dropping off some cookies on a neighbor's porch with a note that says, I care. I'm praying for you. If you need to talk, if you need anything, let us know. Maybe you know of a family that was hit hard financially and you take them a meal and help them out in that way. What about the elderly? Is just taking time to listen to their fears, their struggles, to be with them in their loneliness, spending some time and caring for them. Giving a few hours to a caregiver so that they can take a nap or read a book or or go for a drive and just have some time to kind of gather themselves together, have, have time to pray and seek the Lord. That, my friend, is light in the darkness. How bright is your light? I know circumstances are limited, but God is unlimited and he knows the needs of everyone around us. He knows the people that we come in contact with. And you're the one who could shine your light, your God-given light into their dark situation. I'm talking about more than just giving a few dollars to a good cause or, or giving a gift card to someone that's hungry, and that's great. But guess what? Your limited resources will be easily depleted if you're counting on what you can provide. But I'm talking about us being so filled up with the Holy Ghost, that we are stirred up in our spirit because we have the heart of Jesus Christ for others. And then he can begin to speak to us and say, do this, do that, go left, go right, make this phone call, talk to this person. He will direct your steps. He will give you the how. He will make the connections because you are representing him on planet earth. This is no time for the church to just shelter in our homes and, and be content that we're saved and, and we're safe and we've got our peace of mind and we've got our hope in heaven. It is time for us to say, we don't know how. And I don't even know, Who needs this? But Lord, if you'll give me direction today, I will represent you well on planet Earth. For everyone who grew up going to Sunday school, you probably sang that children's song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And you'd hold up your finger to represent the candle uh, that you were supposed to be the light. And I remember singing that, oh, man, we would sing it with all of our heart. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine all over the schoolyard, all over Houston. Uh, I'm going to let it shine. Any, any place we could imagine, we were going to let it shine. And I'm not quite sure at seven or eight years old how good a job I did at letting my little light shine. But we love to sing about it. And here's the thing. Probably some of you are like me. I'm not really sure how good I am at letting my little light shine. I'm not even sure my little light would make such a difference. But you know what? In a very dark place, any light at all makes a big difference. Have you ever been in a dark room and someone struck a match? And every eye in the room is drawn to that flame. It's a small flame, but it seems incredibly bright in a very dark, dark room. You and I, that's what we are. If we just allow that little light to shine, every eye is drawn to that light when you're in a dark place. Just remember, the world is increasingly hopeless and they are looking for help and hope In all of the wrong places. Let your light shine. Let the power of God in you generate the light in the darkness all around you. Just like my neighbor was that example, like, oh, you don't have to rely on PSE and G anymore. You can have your own generator. Folks, I'm not relying on anything this world can provide for me. But I have an internal source, the power of the Holy Ghost. And in the darkest of times, in the most difficult of situations, I just go to Him. And He is that continual source of supply in my life. I minister out of His strength. I minister out of who He is, not who I am. The greater the darkness, the brighter you shine. I know that you want to fulfill Matthew five sixteen. How? The Lord is going to stir each one of you, if you're willing. And I want you to pray about that right now. Lord, give me the why. Give me the how. Give me the plan. The Lord is able to speak into you exactly what you need to do, where you need to go, how you can do it. He's going to give you everything you need. But just be yourself. If you're filled up with the Holy Ghost, if you're living in the word of the Lord, then in the moment that the opportunity is available, it's going to be automatic to you. You're going to be shining. You're going to have the word fitly spoken because you're living true to who you are. I I pray that we have an understanding of light and darkness, good works, and God glorified. That's my prayer for you, that we would be so filled up with more of the Lord Jesus Christ and that we would overflow in the love of God and that His love, His pure love would daily motivate us and influence our every decision. That is what I pray for myself. And that is what I'm praying for you. Now I challenge you. At the end of today, at the end of this service, after you've prayed, I want you to make a commitment to the Lord. I want you to make a commitment to yourself that you are going to let your bright light shine because you are living for Him and loving Him. God bless you.